I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. Podcast, the show where two friends and fellow nerds sit in front of microphones to try and figure out where their fandoms intersect. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. My name is Jordan Ferguson. This is episode 183, and Jordan makes an excellent book holder, if anyone was wondering. <laughs> Apparently, the next uh, item we need to take with your generous patron, don- patron donations is to get Caitlin some sort of stand for her book. For my book. So I don't look down and go away from the microphone. And then we have to re record everything. Hey, y'all, we're super sick this week. We are. I've got the sniffles and a cough, and there's phlegm. I've got that late stage chest thing cough. But just listen to that. Listen to that richness and oh. rawness of my voice uh last so the last week of work i had this really terrible sore throat that's how it started mm. and it was like really gravelly and someone was like oh i didn't even realize you were sick you just sounded you know a little bit more like baritone gotcha. and i was like i was like you know what i wish i sounded like that for the podcast <laughs> that i don't i sound like a 12 year old and most i know that most of the most of the time if you want to go back and listen to all the times Caitlin sounded like a 12-year-old, you can go to soundcloud.com slash geekdownpod. That's where the show lives. Give where, us a, we, where we hang out. Give us a follow on there. You're going to notice every time a new episode goes live. Or if it's too much work, 2020, we don't have to live this way. You can just automate your life. Yeah. Get a Google Home. Get a Google Home. And you know what? I'm not going to say it because mine will go off and it'll, <laughs> it'll complicate matters. But you can just shout it out and be like, hey, homie, play the Geek Down podcast. On Spotify, Stitcher, Apple. That is one of the things that is missing, mm. is that you cannot change what you say to your Google Home. Right. They will not let you do it, because I would say so many horrible things to my Google Home. It'd be fabulous. It would be fabulous. But you can ask it to play the Geek Down podcast, and then you know who brings it? Your man. Chauncey Frostilicus III, Geek Down Internet Elf. Riding the back of a rainbow-maned alicorn named Philip. Nay. No. <laughs> no? No to that. Oh, oh you didn't like my nay? No. Nay-nay. <laughs> nay-nay-nay. Uh, nothing. <laughs> no to all of that. Chauncey's going to bring them episodes directly to your device wherever you get your audio content. If you'd like to support this endeavor financially, we appreciate that. Patreon.com slash geekdownpod. Monthly donations get you bonuses of various sorts. Friends, we promise we will get you another one soon. It's going to be great. We're having an epic recording day next weekend because we have to double up. We'll probably toss one out there. Yeah. Maybe a couple. Maybe we'll bank a couple of those, too. They're quick to do. And Lord knows we have so many takes. So many takes. As you guys know. So many takes except, for y'all. Except, you know, when I'm going through one of my phases of, I don't have any takes. <laughs> I don't care about anything. She's done with takes. But if that's too much commitment, we understand it's hard. You want to be like a tay in the wind. You just want to like be free. But maybe you got a little extra change you found in your couch. You want to support the Geek Down podcast? Hey, ko-fi.com slash geekdownpod. Buy us a coffee. We'll take throne money. We will take throne money. Always. Directly to our face. We are not picky. No. Because we're poor. <laughs> poor brain. If you want to hear more about poor brain and how it affects our lives, get at us on any of the socials. Usually Twitter. Get above Twitter. But I'm making a more dedicated effort on the Insta a little bit. Very nice. At least to announce when a new episode comes out. There's always Facebook if you want to hang out there still. 
And you want to subscribe to my favorite uh, Facebook page, which is secondhand finds that just need to be uh, shared, which I stumbled upon uh, maybe four weeks ago, and it has rapidly changed my life. Caitlin was very excited about the giant Jansport backpack. (laughs) Everything is exciting on there. Is it? There was a lizard on like a miniature lounger, and there was also a miniature piano that they put a crawfish at to play. It was amazing. The whole setup. The beautiful, beautiful, like it should have been painted. Well, since I'm also making an effort to, uh, you know, beef up the show descriptions. Friends, I don't know if you noticed, but you had timestamps in there now. What? You could skip to the section you wanted to. What? Or, like I said, tossed off that comment about, I'll put a link to this article I'm talking about. I actually did it. What? Didn't see that coming, did you? Not at all. Caitlin did. What a twist. Caitlin did not even know that. No. So when Caitlin's like, you know what? This group's great. I'll throw a link in it. Amazing. I'll just be, you know, whatever. Link, excited about that. Link here. Link there. Link's all in your face. You don't even know. You throw us money, we'll throw you links. There you go. Curating your content for you. Kate. Yeah. Exciting day. Exciting week for me. Oh, really? Because we are now at the point. We're now extra planning and confirmation and itinerary making. For Jordan Goes to Tokyo 2020 Ooh. has taken place. It occurred to me mm-hmm. that it is now the new year. It is. So I need to check in on what's going on with my Ghibli Museum ticket. Yeah. Because it's about three to four months out that you order them. Point of order. As established pre- on previous episodes, I know it's pronounced Studio Ghibli. But that sounds like a strip club to me. So I will never say it. <laughs> I apologize to the god Miyazaki, who was his birthday this week. Happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Happy birthday, god. Um, I just can't call it Studio Ghibli because it sounds like Studio Ghibli's. As I-, I, I more think of it like, it, like it sounds like a giblet, which is a part of an animal, which is food <laughs> and kind of gross. So that's what I think of. And so I sort, also prefer Ghibli. Some sort of desert breeze, if I recall, but what it actually is. Oh. It's like an aviation sort of thing. Oh, okay. Anyway. This process proved to be my first encounter with what I have seen dubbed other places as kind of like Japan land of the future, but can you fax it to us? <laughs> I like that. Everybody That's thinks like good. Japan is like, ooh, ooh, land, there are robots everywhere. And right. it's a, such an amazing blending of like the past and the, and the future. But you're thinking the past, like, you know, samurai culture and like, you know, cyborgs. It's really like, you know, the internet and dial-up modems and weird <laughs> things like that. So to get a ticket for the Ghibli Museum, you cannot just go to the Ghibli Museum page, which is very well designed and nice to look at. Right. And fully sleek, one might say. S- sure. Sleek, fully fluent in English. But if you, it does not sell tickets. Oh, okay. You cannot buy a ticket from the Ghibli Museum website. All right. It will, you go to tickets, it'll be like, hey, here's where you can buy tickets. If you're in Japan, you go to, uh, like... Lawson, the convenience store chain. Right. They also sell tickets. Okay. For everything. Lawson does everything. I'm very excited to really I feel like, you know, what did you do in Japan? I was like, I hung out in Lawson's like for like, <laughs> for like three days. And that uh just making photocopies. Don Quixote? <laughs> Don, Don Quixote, Tokyo Hands, and uh Lawson. And Lawson. It's basically gonna be like I I one of the first things I did was find out the closest Lawson to my Airbnb. Right. It's literally like up the street. Oh, very exciting. Oh my god. <laughs> Can't wait. Oh my god! I'm gonna die just living on two, two weeks of Lost and Karage every day. Um, but no, I got to get fish cakes too. Caitlin sent me a link about this. Oh my god! This old old man who runs a shop in Tokyo that's made 
fish cakes since like the 1600s. Not him himself, but the, <laughs> the shop's been there. <laughs> That's why fish cakes are so good for you. Like uh-huh. you live forever, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> But I will kill Jordan eventually. God, it's not the week for that. Um, anyway, so yeah, you go to Lawson's, and there may have been an option there as well for uh, for out-of-country purchases. But generally, if you're out of Japan, yeah. you have to buy from the Japanese Tourism Board. Okay. Whatever, wherever it is in your country, you buy it from them. Right. The Japanese Tourism Board website. Yeah. I don't know if you remember what they refer to as Web 1.0, or if you ever took an introductory HTML class. Yeah. That's what they're still rocking here. A lot of tables. (laughs) (laughs) There's no... Wait, not just tables. Not just tables. Uh, There is, like, a sidebar. Oh, yeah. Lots of sidebars. um, Lots of drop-down menus. And basically, so you register first, Mm -hmm. so you can get, like, a login and, like, an access. And it's like, yes, I want to buy this. And already, I look... Because they got like, you know, in January, February, March, and April opened up. Right. And so I should have been there on January 1st. Because right. basically when I opened it up, I'm going from the 7th. I'll be there from the 7th to the 21st. Yeah. They're closed on Tuesdays. Oh, no. So 18th, 19th, 20th was all that was left. Oh, no. It was the only days I had available. Yeah. So I'm looking at that. I'm like, well, the 18th is record store day. Yeah. So I'm going to be, I don't want to do it then. No. Because I'm going to be like. Bouncing all over the fucking place, going ham on record store day. Yeah, and I don't know that I want my last day in Tokyo to be that because mm-hmm. I am probably going to be like stressing out about you know leaving, getting back to the airport by myself, and sussing that out. And How are you going to tell us that you're not coming back? Yeah, I, I have a lot of you know heartfelt letters to write, things yeah. like that. Yeah. So that left the Sunday, which I immediately regret. <laughs> it's going to be a fucking madhouse. Possibly. Possibly. But it is back to school in Japan, so maybe not that crazy. Yeah. Um, but. I've got a, I'm sorry, it's sun, March is back to school? April's back to school. April's back to school? Yeah. Why? Do they go to school? I don't know exactly when their holidays run, but like April is like back to school. Oh my God, And they go amazing. to school through, they go to school through the summer too. It's amazing. No wonder they look so like, on amazing, like the school day looks so beautiful because <laughs> it's all summertime. It's always the summer. I think I remember someone telling me about this. Someone in Australia that they they take like right before Christmas off, mm. and then from Christmas because their seasons are swapped, right? Yeah, they take from Christmas to whenever, and they go to school through the summer. And I was like, "What?" <laughs> but it's not summer for them. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, so basically, on the Japanese Tourism Board website, you then pick three days, three choices. Yeah. Because then they will, they will, and then during business hours, they will let you know via a bulletin board attached to your like profile. Oh my God. They will send you messages on this to let you know that they have, they will email you to let you know you have a new bulletin board message, but not what the message contains. Oh my God. (laughs) They don't just email you. What is going on? So then I go and uh, pick your payment option, which included Visa or Mr. Kurt, because it was spelled wrong. And then they let me know, cool. I need. Yeah, I forgot to check to make sure this like payment even went through on my credit card yet. Right, but, right. Um, then they will mail me not a ticket, <laughs> a voucher. Okay. That I will take with me and my passport that I will show to the box office at the Ghibli Museum, and then they will give me a ticket. What is going on? 
damn, son. Do they have people sneaking into the, the Like, I have heard, like, the level of, like, tightness of this ship that they run right. at this thing. I don't know the finer details. I've heard basically, like, there are four times you can enter. Okay. And I think it's, like, a half-hour window. Um, and some of the tickets are, like, assigned to a time. Mm-hmm. Mine will not. I can show up whenever I want. But, I mean, first open is, like, 10 a.m. So I'll probably try to be down there for that. Right. Um, but then I think it's, like... Because, like, you can only take photos on the outer grounds. Okay. Right. Really? Because I don't think... As far as I know, Japan is a real, like, Shashin de Warimasen. Like... What does that mean? I, it's a very clumsy way of, I think, saying there are no pictures. Um, oh, okay. All right. So... But the outer grounds are kind of fine, you know, with the giant Laputa robot and things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Um, the little maze and clock towers and shit like that. The little Totoro ticket booth thing. Like, those are all... Oh, oh my God. I can't wait. Um... All, all I want you to tell me about is how great Cat Bus was in person. In person? I can't go in it because I'm an adult, but I did see the, uh, they do, I didn't think they posted this. They do post the full, um, they'll post the schedule so I'll know which short I'm going to, I can see right. when I go, but they don't have mm-hmm. April up yet. Um, but they do have every one that they currently have in rotation on the website. So good. I've already seen it, but if me and the kitten bus is, a uh, is showing when I go. That's just what we haven't seen it. No, of no. course we haven't. We're not pirates like that. We support everything. Um, but this is also exciting because now I have picked my day to go to the Goodwin Museum. Yeah, it's a Sunday, which means okay. So the other Sunday I'm in Japan. That'll be my you know Yogi Park pedestrian yeah. Sunday Yogi Park day. Yeah. So you know well, things are coming together. Thing, things are filling in, Ooh. and that's kind of exciting. So. It is exciting as a planner. It is exciting, isn't it? <laughs> yes, I have a problem. You do have a problem. Like on my calendar when I'm like, oh, well, this weekend I'm doing this. So then this weekend I have to do this. It's lots of fun. Except when it comes to planning a wedding. No, I haven't planned anything else. People stop bugging me. Everyone's like, have you planned this thing? You haven't got your caterer yet? Oh, my. You know what? You know what? Go away. Caitlin. Yeah. You don't have your caterer yet? I'm going to I'm gonna murder you. I'll murder you with this microphone. <laughs> she will strangle me with the microphone cord. Live. On air. And then she'll edit the episode herself and <laughs> upload it, and that'll be the end of the Geekdown. That's how I'm you like, know. Jordan had to go. <laughs> there was a record somewhere on fire that needed his help. Um, and there was a kitten with it. <laughs> so besides not planning a wedding, anything exciting in your life? No, I've been sick all week. You've been sick all week. And I know. And I, I was like, I'm going to go home and do things. Uh, that This was last Sunday before I got sick. And I worked out on Sunday night. And I'm like, I feel great. I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm sorry. You did what? I know. I did. Okay. I didn't just work out. <gasps> I have a friend from work named Marina. And last year sometime, she told us about these walking videos. And they are a lady who does this like power walk aerobics exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was thinking about things I wanted to do. And I was like, look, I can walk. That's a thing I can do now. After my surgery and recovery, right. I can walk. I was, my heart was like trying to escape my body. Like every, every muscle from walk. It's not just walking though. It's like. You were power walking. It's, it's exercise right. walking. So you're doing things with your arms and yes. then you're doing like this move and then you're doing like, um, this thing that's kind of, it's not a, uh, oh, what do they call it when you put your butt down and. Squat. A squat. I can't do squats because my feet can't won't stay on the ground properly. Um, but they're like kind of like squats. And 
you do like 10 of them and by like number five my body's like what the fuck are you doing we don't exercise um we were trying to turn into a potato person um but I did, and I was feeling great. I was like, oh, I'm so glad I'm going to do this. You know, I'm going to give myself a rest tomorrow. I'm going to do this Tuesday. Monday night, my body was like, oh, no. No, God, please, no, no. <clears throat> and decided to make me very ill. Um, and I've been sick all week. It's just been going through the motions. So it's like thing, it's hitting different things. But in general, I just, I feel unwell body was like the fuck we will um we fuck we will do anything like i had other plans to like i was going to organize xyz it didn't happen i basically went home and went to bed so it's frustrating because i had all these really um grown-up like healthy plans Mm -hmm. like i wasn't planning too much i wasn't going to overdo it but i really wanted to you know and my body's just like yeah no you basically you should just sleep (laughs) i was like i'm really good at that i could do that it's easy. It's my favorite. It's my favorite. But it also means I don't get all these other things done. So let me tell you, updates, not going to be that exciting. Hope you liked them last week. <laughs> yeah. Not going to be a lot, not going to be a lot popping off this week. Mm-mm. Do have a bit of news for you, though. I have some news, too. Came across something. Well, let's make sure we don't have the same news. All right. Is your news about Brian K. Vaughn? It is not. Well, then, I'll do mine first. Okay. Um, so in the pantheon of Brian K. Vaughn works. Yes. Uh, one of the minor ones is probably close to my favorite, oh. and that is Ex Machina. That's not surprising because it's you. What? Oh, you like all the like unknown things. Oh my god! The, like they made this, you know, a student movie when <laughs> they were like second year at NYU kind what? of thing. Anyways. <laughs> Ex Machina was his uh, story about a guy, I believe his name was Mitchell Hunred. He was the mayor of New York City, mm-hmm. and a fictional alternate history version of New York City, set during uh, early 2000s. Basically, mm-hmm. he was a civil engineer, and an alien thing blew up in his face, and then he could talk to mechanics, basically. Cool. And, you know, he basically had, like, the Jesse Custer preacher voice, but for, like, machines. <laughs> um, Great. If somebody put a gun in his face he could be like jam and and the gun wouldn't fire like that type of thing that's cool um and he gets convinced to essentially be a superhero all right um and the classic last page of the first issue is um one of the twin towers is still standing right he stopped he stops one of the planes on 9-11 and becomes mayor of new york city so it's really more like the west wing it's like more like politics and stuff like that anyway but with cool stuff in the background. Both cool stuff in the background. Which is the only reason to write anything. Um, so, of all the BKV works, this one is one of the more, you know, slept on ones. But it is getting a movie adaptation, apparently, from oh. Legendary. Um, it's been kicking around a while, I guess, as most uh, BKV works have. Uh, Anna Waterhouse and Joe Shrapnel. That's a great name, by the way. That's a fantastic um, name. Are writing, they are renaming it The Great Machine. Oh. Well, they want to avoid confusion oh, with the, the other, yeah. With the Alex Garland Ex Machina that came out in 2015. Terrible. Um, also, apparently, he's got a show coming on some, like, FX on Hulu thing oh. called Devs. Oh. With, like, Nick Offerman playing, like, a messianic, like, programmer type thing. Okay. Alex Garland does, not Brian Cava. Um, okay, no, yes, yeah, no, I, I got that. Um, 
And apparently some folks are hyped about that. I don't know. I'll probably never see it because it seems like it's just going to like land on like some weird tab of Hulu and like yeah, probably. And no one will remember it's there. So yeah, I mean, no estimated release window for that, but just nice to see that my, one of my little favorites is kicking around. Uh, and other BKV news, I did not know that Paper Girls is in development at Amazon. What? Did not know that. And at It's going to be like the competition to Stranger Things. Very likely. Um, and that's a genius move by them if they're like, we need a Stranger Things. And then somebody threw a copy of Paper Girls at Bezos and he was like, oh, yeah, excellent sack of money. <laughs> everyone, <laughs> everyone, everyone gets a sack of money. Jordan and Caitlin. Yep. Um, a whole board of ideas. And I didn't know. I thought HBO was doing Why the Last Man, but apparently it's FX. And what? How have I not heard about all of this? Where have I been? <laughs> I don't know where you've been. But at the the TCAs have been happening mm-hmm. lately. The Television Critics Association, you know, pressers or whatever, where the networks show off their wares. I don't really know why they exist anymore in the current. You know, normally it's this weird. normally this would be a like September's kind. Here's the show we have coming in September, but it doesn't really apply anymore. Yeah. Um, but John Landgraf from FX was given updates to the current slate of FX productions. Um, also in there as well was the news that uh, Atlanta is in coming along for two more seasons apparently but um it will not be airing this year we will not get any atlanta in this year at least 2021 bummer but he did say he did say why the last man is quote going well oh well that's good (laughs) that's great there you go so um does not bode well for more saga i'm sure because bkv is obviously working as a producer on most of these things so well i can hope can't i cake up and stay busy but i mean come on well, you can get... Yeah, Fiona needs, Fiona needs something to do, yeah? Uh, we can talk about some of the other things you can be busy with while you're waiting for that. What am I going to be busy with, Kate? Well, maybe not you. I'm just going to say normal people. Take the bass out of your voice. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Birds of Prey looks fun. It's released on February 7th. That Megan the Stallion jam from the soundtrack is pretty fire. Yeah. It's going to be good. Also, Megan the Stallion is pretty fire. Can I say it's going to be good to the point where, like, Birds of Prey trailer makes me want to watch, um, oh, I always do this, um, you know. You can do it, I believe you. <laughs> I can't do it. I'm too sick. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> it's the movie with Harley Quinn. Suicide Squad? That's the one. That's like the four. I swear to God, in the history of this podcast, it's it the fourth time I was waiting for you to get to Alligator Man again. <laughs> It's got Alligator Man and Captain Boomerang. Yeah. See, I remember pieces of things. Um, it's just my brain is fractured. Then there's also this show coming out called Ragnarok. It's coming out on Netflix. The reason I thought you might be interested in this, it's it's like a, a reimagining of Ragnarok. Not the... Not Thor Ragnarok. No. Um, but the actual tale of Ragnarok, it's like one of the like the gods have inhabited new bodies kind of thing. Um, but it's made by the guy who created Borgen. Borgen! <laughs> yeah. Uh, Adam Price, which we've never heard anything about again. Did you know? I'll get back to Borgen. Maybe that's what I'll... Maybe that's what I'll... They're due for, for the winter? For, force upon uh, yeah. people who come to this house. <laughs> So, it's coming to Netflix January 31st. The Willow series is happening. Like Did anybody know? With the, with the small person Willow? Yeah. Like the Warwick Davis Willow? Yeah. And apparently, 
So the series is is incorporating a lot of people who worked on it originally. Apparently, Warwick Davis is going to be in it, but it's not going to follow him. It's going to follow the grown-up princess, Alora Danan, um, which is amazing. How it's old just, is Warwick Davis? Though? I don't know. He's in his, like, 50s? Okay. 60s? I don't know. <laughs> Played an Ewok in Star Wars. You know that. And Willow, which was a great movie. You've seen Willow, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> just checking. Um, let's see. Uh, they're doing a Star Trek four. Oh, like the JJ Star Trek four? Yeah, but it's JJ involved or no? But I, I, the reason I didn't write much about it is because I don't know if I care. I don't think you do. I don't think I do. Um, I was so disappointed by number three, and it had. And you have enough Star Trek to keep you busy. But Picard's coming any day now. Yeah, I know. Also, why am I not watching The Good Place? Wow. I mean, do you want to get the updates? Because, like, the, they just came back this week. Well, it sounds amazing. I just, I, I saw, like, a headline and it sounded amazing. And I was like, why am I not watching this? Confident cheaty, y'all. Confident cheaty. Oh, I can't wait. Um, <laughs> he, had to talk to the, he had to talk to the Good Place Council mm-hmm. at one point, And he goes over and they're just, like, talking about, like, they don't have much time. But the council's talking about, like, the froyo that they're eating. He's like, hi, yeah, no, hi, no, yeah, shut up. Sorry, I'm confident now. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, the best. Um, and also, I'm just telling people about this because Christians are scared that it's going to teach their kids how to be witches. Mm. Um, it's called the Owl, Ho- Owl House. It's on Disney. I saw um, a headline that said, if you're into Gravity Falls, you may find a lot to love for Owl House. Yes. I have pr- not seen Gravity Falls, but... I've seen... I haven't. I also haven't seen it. I've seen the trailer for Owl House because I was curious. Mm. Looks fucking amazing. Are they owls? They are not. Well, um, I'm not interested then. No, you are though. You are. Am I? No, actually, you are. But <laughs> <clears throat> people out there who are interested in fun, funny, weird kid shows are. Um, it premieres on, uh, well, it did premiere on Friday the 10th. So it's already out there if you just want to watch some garbage. Not bad garbage. Just mean like things that are just fun to watch. It's like junk food for your brain. That kind of garbage. I mean, tis the season, right? The new anime season is apparently looking all right. It's here. It's apparently another batch of food wars coming there's the thing i've already tagged to um whoa 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 what that's not how you say food wars oh sorry the latest batch of food wars is back we yell too many things on the show (laughs) narcos food wars borgen um i've already tagged the one that will probably be the one we check out when it hits the uh the rule of three okay um, my volleyball, my precious, precious volleyball sons are back this weekend as we record this, I think. I <laughs> that's why he wants me to get out as fast as do. possible. <laughs> that's why I have to do, do this weekend. Check back in with my precious volleyball sons, see how they're doing. Four years. That's a lot. Four years since the season of Haikyuu. Come on, y'all. Jeez. Yeah. And I, man, I want to get into it, but like I saw just on my Instagram feed, you know, a sponsored post from Crunchyroll about like, oh, vote for best boy in the 2019 Crunchyroll Award, 2020 Crunchyroll Awards, blah, blah, blah. And immediately yeah. I'm just like, blah. And then I look at the list and it's like some guy from JoJo's. I know that Demon Slayer is like the the shonen garbage of the year. Right. Like, like seems to be the one that everybody was watching this year. Don't, don't you always watch or pay attention to the Crunchyroll Awards, but always hate it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You, you hate watch it. What? It's it's my podcast. <laughs> it's my podcast of anime. It's like here, here's some YouTuber with twenty five thousand subscribers. Yeah, I'm like I'm supposed to know who they are. They're gonna come out and present an award, and 
sailor bee is off to the side, like, mugging for the camera. It's like, everybody calm down. Everyone calm down. Everyone calm down about everything. Um, That's the theme for the year. But definitely in there was, like, the dude from Demon Slayer. And the clip they accompany it with is just, like, him, like, screaming at somebody with, like, the Bakugo face. And I'm like, oh, a yelling boy. I wonder who's going to (laughs) win. I wonder who's going to win. Why can't it always be the nice, calm one with glasses? He's always my favorite. Nice senpai. That's always a game one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, well, okay. No more news. Let's let's get to the updates I do have. Oh, you do have updates. Um, yes, but it's not what you think. It's, I watched the, the last episode of The Mandalorian again. Again. Which is a good sign. Because <laughs> I don't think there's been any show currently. You, you don't have time to watch things the first time, I, let alone go back and watch them a second. I know, so shouts to you, Favreau. I was I was feeling sick and I wanted some comfort and adorable baby Yoda. So I watched the last episode again. And I was glad I did. Made me made me happy. Well, there you go. You know what? It's gonna be I feel like see, I don't know if you have one of those shows, but for me it's Firefly. Like, if I really just want to watch something again, it's Firefly. Always. Mm. I mean, it's it's a rotation, right? If, it, if it's on Netflix and bingeable and I can just leave on. I mean, so circles around. I mean, I have very generous friends in my life. So, I mean, this is not a decision I had to make. Mm-hmm. But bin talk out there in the ether yeah. that some folks, now that Mandalorian is over, is like, you know what? Let me put a pin in the old... Uh, Disney Plus subscription. Yeah. Till something else I care about comes out. If you ain't got kids. Right. And you've had your nostalgia weeks. Or you are not Kayla McKinnon who loves Disney films. Or, you know, if you don't have kids mm-hmm. or and you've gone through your nostalgia binge or you don't want to go through your nostalgia binge or you don't want to, um, you know. Go through all the Marvel films again. Go through all the Marvel films or watch like uh, The Little Mermaid 4 or whatever other weird direct-to-video like sequels. Or sitting on you know there. what? The Little Mermaid show was fantastic. There was a show? There was a great show. Good Lord. And I rented videos every week <laughs> until they bought it for me one birthday. And I was the happiest kid in the world because it's a fantastic show about how friends are important and how we can all be better people. Here, hearing Andy Greenwald break down the plot of Lady and the Tramp 2, colon, still tramping, <laughs> <laughs> on, uh, on the Chris and Andy show this yeah. week was amazing. Um but that some people are just kind of like, you know, hit me up when the, uh, when WandaVision or, uh, yeah. or Falcon and Winter Soldier come out. Like, you know, I'll, I'll re-up then. But Best buddy film ever. I'll re-up then. That a lot of people might be shedding the, uh, the Disney Plus subscription until mm-hmm. something else they care about. But for me, as long as 38 seasons of The Simpsons are sitting there. Right. I don't know that I ever would. Mm-hmm. You know, for like my very nice friends buy on like a yearly subscription. So it wasn't a decision for them. But I mean, like if I was going monthly, I mean, for like nine bucks a month or whatever it is like and then for I, 30 seasons of the simpsons and you do a podcast with someone who's obsessed with disney films and, and you and haven't I'm seen go, I'm any going, i'm going to need it eventually yeah um so the simpsons obviously is now a new rotation but before when it was just like netflix it mm-hmm. was like you know the office brooklyn 99 good place like you know right. the nightlight feature that, that television right. used to be back in the day like back in the day when i had cable it was just G4 would be on, like, all the time. <laughs> right. Literally all the time. It's like, oh, the third rerun of this episode of X-Play? Sure. Uh, Star Star Trek. Just Star Trek reruns? Uh, Star Trek TNG was on Spike right. all the time, and I, I loved it. That's actually when I fell in love with Star Trek. I didn't watch it when I was a kid. Mm. No one would watch it with me. It was like <laughs> a grown-up show, and my parents were like, we're going to watch A&E. 
Right. Back when it was arts and entertainment and not Vegas Pond or and whatever they had, And one of their biggest shows was Biography. I'm like, great. Who's you know, this old white guy we're watching about this week? You shut your mouth. I fucking love Biography. <laughs> Tell me about Hugh Hefner. <laughs> um, actually, that's the first place I watched Pride and Prejudice in 1995. Anyways. Um, well, well. Thank you, a so, anyways, point is, Mandalorian is good enough to be a rerun show. Up there is also possibly The Expanse and Lost in Space. It could just be a thing about me liking space. Probably that's it. But lately, the really good. <laughs> it could just be a feed from the Hubble telescope. You can just put that on. and like <laughs> I'd be like, ooh, it's so interesting. A nebula. <laughs> oh, I think I've seen that nebula before. It's okay. Um, and then I started reading uh, a book. I just started, so I can't say much about it yet. A book. A book called Shadow Stitcher, an Everland Mystery, by a friend of the show, Misha Hanman. Oh. Yeah. Uh, his first novel. And uh, wow. so far, I'm only, I'm only like chapter one, So, but so far, it's quite entertaining. It's all about a, a Neverland um, in the 50s that's been uh, colonized. Wow. Yeah, it's very cool. So if you're into fantasy and things where you take a familiar place and sort of chop it up and turn it into something new, this is probably a book for you. I will give updates as I read more of it. Where can the people find it? On Amazon. Misha, why did you not tell us this? We'll plug your <laughs> shit. Like, I, Well, he did in his own, on Facebook. Oh, are you not Facebook friends with Misha? No. Oh, is it just like Chauncey again? I feel like we need a, a sad song for this whenever it comes out. Folks, Chauncey doesn't text Jordan. He only texts me. Galen, he's a fictional character. No, he's not. Don't tell them that. You know, ruin it for everyone. Why do you hate me when I show you nothing but love? Is that right, Jordan? Is that how you feel? It is how I feel. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, that's that's it. Because really, I like I said, been going home and sleeping. So uh, I don't have much either. Than yeah, good place came back. This week, great episode, great uh, guest starring term by Tim- Timothy Oliphant. I have uh, heard that. Yeah. <laughs> The judges. Yeah. The judge has been watching Justified. She's really into, <laughs> really into Timothy Oliphant. Listening to the like after show podcast yeah. that NBC does, and just hearing, you know, <laughs> so all season there has been talk about this line that Manny, the guy who plays Jason, mm-hmm. did. Yeah, that a joke or a line that he dropped that like killed them all morning okay and they just couldn't recover and it was mentioned at comic-con or something yeah and mark evan jackson the guy who plays sean and hosts this podcast mm-hmm. like, get us all the time and this was the episode where it happened so they could finally talk about it right and i thought it was going to be some line about him spraying a taco bell logo on a snapping turtle <laughs> um it was not that line it was just him they're trying to pitch the new plan to sean yeah and he's like you know not having it and mendoza just goes man sean You've changed, man. You used to be cool. That, <laughs> that was, was it. it. <laughs> but that killed them repeatedly, apparently. Um, so you never know what's gonna he- make people hearing, laugh. Hearing just like you know, little stories about the they call it the sauce, right? Like the way he would deliver that line, he kept changing it and it kept <laughs> killing them again in new ways. Yeah. Or like the the queen, the fucking queen, Maya Rudolph, who like yep. Like, the way she delivers things. Like, mm-hmm. when there was one episode a few seasons back where they were talking about par- Paraguay, and she kept going, Paraguay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, that was not written. No. Or, like, little sounds that she makes. Like, <laughs> it's, 
the writer's like, how would you even spell that? Like, right. no, obviously that was that was all her. Like, hearing how they go off like that. Um, and there was another thing where, like, there was a joke where Jason was tossing something valuable. And he kept, like, getting more elaborate with every take. Yeah. And it was like, no! Like, he was going to drop it and it was going to be terrible. Um, and then he did accidentally drop it. Oh, no. <laughs> he wasn't supposed to, but he dropped it and it, like, shattered in a million pieces. And... <laughs> Mark Evan Jackson was like, I really hope this makes a gag reel because everyone in the room just reacted like the apocalypse was coming immediately <laughs> for like four minutes. Like they just, <laughs> and Maya Rudolph was just walking around going, I'm a mom. I saw that coming. Uh, so the gag reel for the, for the good place will probably be uh, as exciting as the current show. Amazing. Um, yeah. So I really, cause I've been sick as well. I had time to just watch that and yeah, you know what my new comfort thing is? What? The thing I gave you. Really? <laughs> yep. Interesting. I binged watch, binged everything that was available of that, and have gone back and watched at least the second season again. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, I'm really excited to talk about it then. Even well, more so now. Well, maybe we'll put a pin in it here. I think we should. And when we come back. We're going to have hot drink. We're going to have a good stretch. <laughs> and we're ready to go. And we're going to talk about the things Kate and I brought each other. Hey y'all, welcome back to the program. This is the portion of the show where Kate and I will talk about the things we brought each other. That's right. But before we do that... We have some rules. We do. The first rule being the rule of three. The thing comes in parts, segments, installments, chapters, episodes. Consume three of them. Yes. Because we want to give the thing a chance to become the thing it wants to become. Just give it a chance, y'all. Yeah. Sometimes it takes a bit. Sometimes uh, things still have pilots. Sometimes. Yeah. You want to give that thing a chance to just kind of blossom. Yeah. Grow and blossom into the thing it's going to be. Um, in this case, uh, one of those things. Half applicable. Half applicable. Second rule, hashtag save it for the pod. As said last week, if you want stale takes, that's your business. You can go anywhere you like for that. Anywhere you like. There's so many places to get stale takes. So many. But if you want hot, piping, fluffy takes fresh out the oven you come see your girl and your boy because we don't talk about anything until we're sitting in front of these microphones yeah nothing we don't even know sometimes if we've watched the thing we don't like when i asked jordan which version <laughs> of the thing he watched because i realized i didn't remember if i specified I as soon as she got here hey did you watch the version i meant for you to watch yeah uh third rule which isn't really a rule it's more of a policy there will be spoilers there will be spoilers. Who cares? Nobody cares. Nothing to care about. Especially for the... There's literally nothing. <laughs> what could I possibly spoil for you about either of these things? What could be spoiled? What, what could be spoiled? What could be spoiled? But if you just have like a blanket, no spoiler policy for yourself, you don't want to hear about anything you haven't seen, A, well, I, I'm good for you. I guess... Good for you. It's a hard, hard thing to do. Snowflake. B, in the nicest way possible, get the fuck out. Bye. Uh, go get yourself some tea, maybe some hot drink, bundle up, stay in, avoid the rain. Yeah. But we don't want you. But just get out. We don't want you. We don't want your kind here. <laughs> Kate's going first. I am going first. So the thing 
that has a couple different, not even, well, two, not versions, they're just like installments, basically, uh, is Jumanji. Specifically, the one I wanted Jordan to watch is the new Jumanji 2017, Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle, which sort of, see, it didn't relaunch because technically it is a sequel to the um, original movie, 1995 movie, Um, so it does carry on that story. Um, so to speak. Um, but I was worried he hadn't seen the 1995 one and watched that one instead, which is not what I wanted. Of course, there is a new one out right now, um, which is called uh, Jun- Jumanji Next Level, I think, or something like, that. something like that. But no, we were talking about Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle. Um, it is an American fantasy adventure comedy film directed by Jake Kasdan, co-written by Chris McKenna. Okay, it doesn't matter. Basically, um, the story goes that... Jumanji, so if you don't know the original movie, it starred Robin Williams and Kirsten Dunst and Helen Hunt? Sure. Sure. Um, And some other boyhood actor. Um, And basically, it is a game that sucks you into it. And you get sucked into the the world of Jumanji um, and until somebody wins. You get sucked into it or did stuff come into the real world? (sighs) Both. So you got sucked in. So um, the Robin Williams character uh, plays uh, a man who was sucked in when he was like 10 or 12 or something. Okay. um, And has to learn to live in this jungle. And then when these kids find this game, um, basically... He reappears, and things get sucked into the real world. Okay. In the second movie, what happens is the the game changes, because it's magic. Instead of becoming a board game, which no one really cares about, it becomes a video game. A, I think it's like 1996-ish, around that time, video game. Something with a cartridge. That's all I can. It looked a lot like an Atari, but I mean, 96 was the, uh, the first, like... When you first see it as a video game, the year is 1996. Yeah. I don't know if it transforms. And I have questions about that, but we'll get to it. Um. Okay. So anyways, it transforms into a game. A boy plays it and goes missing. Then several years later to the modern day, it changes again or or it sort of changes. It doesn't to change. A, just kind of ends up in a... In a basement somewhere. Yes. Some kids find it. Who are, Four kids who get detention. Yeah. It's almost like the Reckless Club. Uh, have to clean... This basically storage area that's going to um, be made into a computer lab or something, and they find the game. They find this game, and they get sucked into it. Yes, and they become avatars. So they're not themselves no. that have been sucked into the, this game. They are these new characters, which are played by the all-star cast of The Rock, um, and I've forgotten everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares about everybody? Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Uh, Jack Black. Karen Gillan. Nick Jonas makes an appearance. Um, and uh, the manager from, um, oh, God. They are, they're singers. They're from New Zealand. The banana Splits. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, Flight of the Concords. The manager right. from Flight of the Nigel. Concords. Yes. Uh, Bobby Cannaval, I think I his name I thought is. that was it. Well, no, Nigel is not. Bobby Cannavale plays the villain. Oh, oh, then who's Nigel? Nigel, what's his face? Is the guy in the Jeep who's like oh. the NPC. Oh, Bobby Cannavale plays a great villain. Doctor, what's his name? Smolder, what? <laughs> I don't remember. Bravestone? Yeah. Um. So it's set up. They basically have to learn to be these characters and through this better themselves, 
become friends and save the day. Yay. Um, which I think is really all you need to know about the movie. Um, I really enjoyed this movie because it was a lot of fun. It wasn't what I was expecting. It was actually senior correspondent Chris who like made me watch it. He's like, no, I think you're really going to enjoy it. And I was like, I don't think so. And I did. I, I enjoyed it much more than I thought I did. It was ridiculous and funny at times. Um, and there were some really great scenes. Some of it was really ridiculous. Um, but I think it was, it was done well. Um, the actors did a great job of being like teenagers on the inside. <laughs> Um, I thought that was well done. Um, Jordan, what did you think? I know it's not your type of movie, but I thought you might have some fun watching it. Well, I mean, it's barely a movie (laughs) as much as it's just like an exercise in casting. And I don't even mean that as like a bad thing. Right. I mean, it is. There's not much by way of plot here. Go find X. Who is this villain? What is it? They give him a backstory, but what? What is? Who cares? What is he doing? He's made up of rats at the end. Like what? <laughs> He's the rat king. Like, who is he? Why is he there? Get 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 your check, Bobby Cannavale. Go make another, you know, Woody Allen movie or something. I don't know. Like, don't make another Woody Allen movie. Nobody but, should be making another Woody Allen movie. Um, but like, what? Get the, get the bag. That's all I'm saying. But your character was like non-existent. Um, I kind of think that's great for a villain. <laughs> I mean, and lots of video game villains are ill-defined. Is the game evil? I don't think the game's evil. I think the game is just magic. And magic sometimes is neutral. It's not good or bad. It just is what it is. But when young Colin Hanks was like, <laughs> I'm not playing a board game. The board game was like, oh, you going to play me. Yeah. And like turn it into a video game. Yeah. What's his motivation? What do you want, Jumanji? It, Jumanji is a magical thing that wants to interact with the world. To what end? It's magic. It doesn't need to have an ulterior motive than just being what it is. That is the nature of magic. That's explain, why I love things. Explain yourself too much. <laughs> um, this is just like a two hour reason to watch actors play against type. And that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Who's got a problem with watching the rock play nerdy for two yeah. hours? Like I don't. Yeah. Who's got a problem watching Jack Black play a girl, essentially a 16 year old, yeah. you know, vain girl. Yeah. I don't like, mm-hmm. Or watching, you know, watching the di- the usual, like, Kevin Hart rock dynamic, like, flip as the, like, feel football jock ends up in tiny Kevin Hart and the yeah. scrawny nerd ends up in the rock. Like, yeah. that's not a bad hang. It's like, it's too long. Every movie is too long. We know this. <laughs> I, check, I check the, you know, I had a limited window to watch this and mm-hmm. I checked the runtime the night before at work. I was like, okay, how long is this going to take? Oh, God, an hour and 59 <laughs> minutes. What is happening for that? I did like, there were a couple of things, interesting things I liked with some of the execution. I guess if you're looking for a spoil, you know, if you have a phobia about spoilers, this is maybe the closest you're going to get. What does it say about me that even not knowing he was in the movie and he wears a mask when he first shows up? I was like, is that Nick Jonas? Like, <laughs> I don't about, know what that say about me that you. I knew that it was him like immediately. I mean, well, I already mentioned Nick Jonas, so like spoiled already. So not really a big deal. But like, I didn't know he was in the movie when it started. Oh, see, I knew because I'd seen the trailers, but I didn't really know why he showed up, I guess. Um, so he is the, like, first kid. Yeah. Who does not know he's been in there for, like, 30 years. No, does not. Um, And I like that as a scene where he's, like, all of his references are, like... So old. Weird. <laughs> but, like, not so old because we understand that. <laughs> yeah, we, we get them all. He's like, man, she's hotter than Cindy Crawford. Yeah. Saying she's the bomb. And they're like, What? what? Um, Karen Gillan is a revelation. Like, I really don't know a lot of her work. The only thing yeah. I know her from is being covered in blue body paint. So, I mean, number one, funny. number one, 
So fine. Oh, yeah. Fantastic in Doctor Who. Fantastic in Doctor Who. Um, I actually, she, I don't like her as Nebula. No? No. I actually, even to the end, I'm like, I hate her as Nebula. But I like her and I like her acting. I just, as Nebula, I didn't like it. But it was fun. Um, you know, trying to flirt with the guards at the transportation <laughs> shed and she's... She's the nerdy girl, Martha, so she's like, watching Jack Black as popular girl teach nerdy girl in the hot girl's body how to, like, flirt. How to flirt. So good. Like, these are just little moments. These aren't a plot, but no. like, the movie's just filled with those. You might have a little action scene where like, they run for some rhinos and some shit. They have to figure out how to like, oh, that's what it was. You know, they, they drop the jewel that they have to get back. And that's the plot. Get the jewel back in some statue. Yeah. Um, it's a 90s video game. That's the plot. And the way they use things, they have, like, you know, having multiple lives, but only three type of thing. Mm-hmm. To some of the stupid, like, <laughs> cake makes me explode. Like, his, his weakness <laughs> is cake. <laughs> and then they're selling rations in the market, and Kevin Hart eats one. And he's like, wait, what is this? And he's like, it's my world-famous pound cake. And he's like, oh, no, I'm fine. No, I feel great. Oh, it's fine. It must just be, like, you know, like, like it's my weakness. Like, I can't resist it. Like, and then he explodes. <laughs> um, and then you hear, like, beam, boom, beam. And they, like, drop from the sky. Yeah. Manipulating that. You know, cool little action scene. You know, whatever. Um, and yes, whatever. It's fun to watch, you know, the rock grow into the rock over the course of the movie yeah. type of thing. Um, but the interesting bit at the end is when they get out, yeah. they are, you know, they did not unstaple those magazines, but I guess they were cool with it. Cause they're just like, <laughs> they're just walking home at the end, at the end. Um, they're all walking home and apparently this is a Christmas movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> those are the decorations at the end. And they see what has up to that point been the freak house yes. or the freak house, which is where the, the kid disappeared. The kid from. disappeared, and it was all dilapidated, and it's like the family was his, shut in. His, and... Yeah, his his just totally mentally scarred dad lived there, but now it's you know everything's fine. Mm-hmm. This car pulls up. His his name's Adam. I think so. Yeah. So he gets dumped out at 1996, and so now there's like a little weird little like time loop thing where like. They are meeting, essentially, for the first time, but, like... They remember yeah, everything. He would have popped out in the game, basically, before they were born, yeah. type of thing. And now he's got a family, and there's this nice little bit where, like, you know, he named his daughter Bethany yeah. after the, the girl who saved his life, because there's a bit in there where Jack Black, like, gives mouth-to-mouth to Nick Jonas, <laughs> <laughs> because he got bit by a mosquito. Um, so, I mean, uh, similar to you, liked it way more than I was expecting, mm-hmm. but it's a, like give all praises due to the casting director. Yeah. Because picking those four people to play these parts yeah. was genius. And is a nice sort of a nice use of like there is no original IP. We know this. They're gonna like look forward for your Zath- Zathura remake yeah. in <laughs> in three years. Um and orig- the original movie was made from a book. Yeah. From a nineteen eighties kids book. So it's a nice it's a somewhat clever, you know mm-hmm. if you got a take an old property it's a fun remixing of that idea you know stuck in a video game is not new mm-hmm. people playing as avatars that there's not their actual type is nothing new but i mean these four actors are also charismatic very you're like yes just but i will watch these four people do anything like yeah. they're i mean you know you'll watch the rocket and anything kevin hart and the rock have proven to be solid this is probably the thing i have like jack black in the most really i find i find him obnoxious okay i can't help it the tenacious D Jack Black yeah. has got a real short shelf life for me. Like the second we get to like, like the second that Jack Black, you actually do that really well. Too good, I know. 
<laughs> that Jack Black, I'm not into. But watching him play like a like a 16 year old girl who's yeah. like you know very gross, but also fascinated with her own dick, which I loved. <laughs> yeah, that was actually kind of amusing. But again, they teach her how to pee because yeah. she's got to pee, but she doesn't know how. Yeah, and she's like, guys, this is so much easier. <laughs> and I'm like, yep, yeah, I'm sure it is. But again, like. That's not a movie. That's not a plot point in a movie. It's yeah. just there's just all these nice, these cute little scenes of them like hanging out. Where occasionally there's a little fight scene when the Rock figures out like, but but buddy, I don't think you want to do this. I think I can punch really hard. Like, <laughs> and he takes this like you know, fighting game knowledge and he's like calling out what he's doing. He's like block block parry jaw uppercut and the guy like shoots up into, <laughs> in, into the stratosphere. Like, yeah. that's fun. It's it's a fun hang. It's too long, but it's a fun hang. And I also had more enjoyed it more than I was expecting it to. So, I mean, it's like a solid eight for me. Like, Oh, wow. That's even better than I thought. I mean, it, it's a chip. I was not, despite being two hours, yeah. the strength of the cast alone, like, kept me along. I was yeah. happy to hang with these people. And can I also say, Nick Jonas is a good actor. Surprisingly so. Yeah. yeah. His little come to Jesus moment when he realizes how long he's been there and he's like, I can't fly the helicopter thing. Yeah. Like, And he's you know. also very charismatic, right? Like, he's a rock star and he's very good looking and like... <laughs> He just, he has that, but he also plays it really well. And you can almost see the Colin Hanks in him. Because <laughs> Colin Hanks is like the nicest guy, right? Gets it from his dad. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I, yeah, I enjoyed all of that as well. All right. Well, that so exciting. Sitting on your Netflix. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Now on to thing, the thing Jordan brought me. I mean, it was almost pointless to give it to Caitlin because I feel like I like last week when I brought it up. I had seen the first three episodes only, right? right. and I, like, raved about the first three episodes, Mm -hmm. so I thought about giving you, like, a curated list of three episodes, like, watch these, but instead I just let you watch the first three. Um, And it seems, it's like, Jordan, how can you have talked about something last week and then immediately give it to Caitlin on the next week? But I had seen more of it, and it's funny, I was listening to the Slate Culture Gab Fest, an older episode from the holidays this week at work, and it was their call-in show, and somebody had called in and said, you know, Ask the host, what's a piece of culture that sums up where you grew up? And I have never had a piece of culture that did that. And I right. still, this still doesn't really, because it doesn't capture the weird um, rural urban sort of split that happens when you're on the Canadian side of that river. Okay. Where there's like, you know, cornfields and tractors and shit, but also you're getting everything that's like in this show, like right. put on you. Um, but I have n- Having seen the whole thing now, like, I have never felt more seen by a piece <laughs> of culture than I have by this show. And right. that is what I raved about last week and immediately gave to Caitlin, and that is Detroiters, which was, rip, an American sitcom created by Sam Richardson, Tim Robertson, Zach Cannon, and Joe Kelly. Of all of those names, you probably know Tim Robinson the best because he had a big year last year. When his sketch show, I Think You Should Leave, was on Netflix, and a lot of people were impressed by that or, like, had seen his work for the first time. Yeah. He's not dead, by the way. The way you said that, it sounded like he was dead. The show is dead. Detroiters is dead, but he's not dead. Um, So this aired on Comedy Central for two seasons from February 7th, 2017 to December 11th, 2018. I don't know if there's still any hope that they'll do any more. I know, like, Seth Meyers, when it got canceled, like took out a like full page ad like hollywood reporter or something like 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 an editorial like espousing for this show like please somebody put this somewhere and maybe like if it never comes back this might supplant clone high as like my great like 
Aww. like thwarted opportunity. Like, right. like what's the show you wish you had more of? Right. And it, this will always be the answer for me. Interesting. Um, so what is the premise? <laughs> it's four lines on, <laughs> on Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, best friends Sam Duvet and Tim Cramlin work together as creatives and advertising agency in Detroit, producing low-budget TV commercials for local businesses. Uh, the cast is basically Sam Richardson as Sam Duvet and Tim Robinson as Tim Cramlin. Uh, recurring cast include um, Leilani Ledesma as Leia, their edit- their video intern, uh, Pat Vern Harris as Sheila Portnati, the secretary, <laughs> Local 4 News anchor Mort Krim as himself, Shantae Dallin as Chrissy Cramlin, Tim's wife and Sam's sister, and Andre Ballou as Tommy Pencils, an employee at Cramlin Advertising. <laughs> I guess the first question is, mm-hmm. and the question I'm most curious about is, Caitlin McKinnon, yeah. is this funny if you didn't live there? Yes. Excellent. Yes. Um, and there are two two kind of like versions I can give of that. Mm-hmm. One is that I found certain things very funny. The second is senior correspondent Chris howled. Really? Like howled. At parts of the show that I was like, okay, it's it's funny, but it's not that funny. He was like in tears, like, like thought I, it was so funny. I will say, I did not love I Think You Should Leave, and I've gone back and watched more of it this week, okay. having finished Detroiters. Tim Robinson, especially in later seasons of, of this show as well, can lean a little too much to the like absurdist yelling comedy side of things. Right. Like I watched that, the fourth episode of the first season today, and he gets like punched in the stomach. And the joke, he just sits there going, hoo, hoo, like, for too long. Like, he's, right. he's the comedian who thinks, like, going longer than it should will loop back around. Are we about to talk about Sam? Are you about to sing praises for Sam? I am. Go ahead. Oh, my God. Sam is both the greatest character and also a fucking phenomenal comedian. <laughs> he's really fucking his good. His timing, his... The faces he makes. There is a part where I can't remember the actor's name, but he plays the guy who always owns like the pro shop or the like sports. Where... Oh, Malcolm Jamal Warner. Yeah, yeah, Malcolm Jamal Warner. Um, they're they're pitching stuff. Anyways, he he's saying to the Tim character that he's got these like really dark circles, which comes right. up later as well, which is actually quite funny. Um, and uh, you look tired. It's just, it's just, just my, my face. face my my face is that shape, sir. No, 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 but. Your eyes. Your eyes, though. It looks like you've lived a thousand lives. <laughs> um, anyways, but he's like, but look at Sam. Sam looks great. And just the way he, like, bats his eyelashes, I was like, I, I made, because Chris wasn't paying attention, I made us rewind that just so he could see that. Like, like I was cackling. Like, you know my cackle. Yes. I was cackling. Excellent. Um, who is this guy? Where did he come from? And why isn't he in everything? I mean, I've looked it up. He hasn't done much. He he was in Veep for a while, okay. which is another which has pushed Veep up my list of like <laughs> things on Crave I need to get yeah. to. Um, but he just did like improv stuff around LA. Met this Tim Robinson guy, and they they worked together and did shows. And he's on. I think you should leave a little bit. And he's yeah. um he hasn't done a ton. Yeah, just like tag him and like all the networks and just be like you need him on your stuff he's so good and the character is also fantastic. oh the character is fantastic and just like the small like i love their friendship but i really think it's sam that that 
makes it right even just the small gestures of like when he goes home and he just opens the window <laughs> and his sister and Tim are on the other side and he and his sister's giving him like shit for buying that house right. and he's like it was harder than I thought like just the way he says things like he made he made me laugh through all three episodes he's really he's like the more standard like you know facial like timing comedian Mm -hmm. and tim robinson seems to be more like the absurdist yeah um and i love my my like i love my absurd more than probably most people you do i do but i don't know i just like tim was fine but i just was like "Eh, whatever sam's got this awesome bit where people are calling him cute all the time and he always corrects it to sexy (laughs) so what so fuck so what episodes did we get so we got the first the pilot yep is what are they working on in the pile? Oh, that's where they, <laughs> that's where they run down Jason Sudeikis and yeah. throw a bag of better made chips on his head and leave him in, <laughs> leave him in the woods. Yeah, and then like yell their their uh, pitch at him in the hospital. Like, yes, <laughs> like I like that part of the absurdist, uh, like ridiculous bits. But and even like, like again, I also feel like I should have like prepared more to be like, okay, Kate. So here are the things you didn't get. Right. <laughs> like, like the second they, like, decide they're going to put him in the bushes, and you hear, like, it's like, that's death. That's the old, like, you know, 60s Detroit punk band. Uh, there are all these things like that. Or, like, I've already went on on who more Krim is, but, like, yeah. better made potato chips are, like... Yeah. Um, they're always drinking Verner's, or, like, the hot dogs are supposed to be Coney dogs, but they thought that was too local, so they, like, toned it down. <laughs> Breakfast hot dogs also is a great idea. I'm sorry. It's fantastic. Hot dogs Benedict. <laughs> hot dogs Benedict. Amazing. Um, uh, there was also something... Oh, so there's a group of people who come into the bar. Are those supposed to be Canadians? Maybe. No, they're asking for pops, so yeah, I don't... Like, I don't know if they're supposed to be Canadians or not, or just, like, upper... Upper Michigan people okay. who came down for a Wings game. Because like, I, I think that must have been it. Because I was like, they aren't nice enough to be Canadians. No. But I haven't seen any Canadians depicted on the show yet. Is that when is that when they asked him if they could put their coats where he was sitting? <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. He's like, fine. Yeah, that's fine. Um, <laughs> you were just the bit at the beginning where Sheila thinks Big Hank still works there. And he's like, I dropped my, my pencil. pencil. And like, can't get the pencil. I was like, can I just leave it there? Yes, yeah. God. <laughs> Um, uh, and I do love, like, I do love how much they're best friends, right? Like, I just, like... Like, the funny thing is, is, like, so Mr. Malosh and I, mm-hmm. and I don't even know if I mentioned this on the show before, but, like, Mr. Malosh and I always tell each other we love each other when we hang the phone, you know, we yeah. hang the phone. Yeah. And we've commented before about how, like, it's so bizarre that that's, like, a revolutionary act that, like, right. two dudes would say they love each other when they hang up the phone. Yeah. But, like... This happens on this show. Like, yeah. that that's how they are. Like, mm-hmm. be it, like, love you. See you tomorrow, buddy. It, it reminds me just uh, kind of the relationship in Broad City and that they're, like, are right. always supportive. Like, always. Um, when they get the motorcycle and then they're they're laying on the grass and Tim's like, I'm actually terrified the whole time I'm on that thing. And Sam's like, me too. I don't even like the outdoors. <laughs> like, we should go back inside. What, what is the, is it in the first episode where it's, where they're nervous because they've ditched him in the bushes? Yes. And it's like, well, let me let me call it cell. Call it cell. What? What are you gonna call it? He's like, Sam's super nervous, and Tim just goes, Sam, you have got to, to do, do stand, stand up. up. I know. <laughs> I 
promise you I will. (laughs) (laughs) Just, it's lovely, and I love their relationship. It makes me so happy. Um, Yeah, and the third episode is where Sam gets mistaken for a prostitute (laughs) by a city councilwoman. Yep. Which apparently, I don't know the full story, but, like, that city councilwoman's based on a real, like... Who keeps on having to apologize. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It was fantastic. Um, I'm just a... Just a guy with a big old hog. <laughs> Two pendulum balls. And when she says, who is it? And she's doing the press report and he's like, and had a medium, uh, like. Medium hog. They keep calling it hog, which yeah. I don't know if is an actual, like, and Midwestern he, and, type thing. Yeah, but Sam's just like, she is a liar. She lies. Um, one touch that came from an episode you did not see because it's an episode four. And I hope I've seen your correspondent loved it this much that you will stay with it especially if it's sitting easily on crave for you yeah, to watch yeah. um the fourth episode is at sam's dad's birthday and it's a whole thing where he's like he has a speech written but it's like a bunch of jokes about his mustache but his dad shaves his mustache so now he doesn't know what he's gonna do oh, and his, no. dad, his dad's like really like kind of judgy about right. everyone like yeah. he owns a steakhouse type of thing but sam's dad gives a bit of a speech and he's like oh with that i think we know what time it is Let's hustle! <laughs> now, I only learned this recently. Okay. And this is why I love this. Questlove went on a big, long thing once that he just realized that My Eyes Don't Cry by Stevie Wonder yeah. is the Midwestern hustle song. Okay. Most places, it's actually Do the Hustle. Right. <laughs> no. In the Midwest. Yeah. Detroit, maybe through to Chicago. Bam, bam, my eyes don't cry no more. That Stevie Wonder song? Yeah. Which, as a young person, mm-hmm. did not know it existed. It just floofed into the ether, <laughs> out of the ether one day, into my consciousness as right. the song that played at weddings. Yeah. And everybody got up and did this dance. Like, it was just in our DNA. Right. And we already knew it. Yeah. But you just would see this happen all the time. Mm-hmm. And Questlove did a show somewhere and had to be told that in Detroit... Or Chicago or areas like this, it's my eyes don't cry. He did not know this and he oh. was like floored by this. And in Detroiters, when he screams, Let's hustle, the Stevie Wonder song starts playing and they all start doing the hustle. And I'm like, It's just those touches that you love. <laughs> that will make no sense to you. You'll be like, That's funny. They're all going to dance right now. But the fact that they know because they're fucking from there that that's the song that you do the hustle to. Yeah. That you never hear anywhere else except at weddings <laughs> in Detroit and surrounding area. That's lovely fucking show i could watch it i could i watched the second season twice right pretty much like consistently all week i've done nothing but watch detroiters all week because it just makes me feel so you know what, so homey you know what this sh- that reminds me of hmm. just that feeling of like being seen hmm. and i know it doesn't make a ton of sense because i'm a younger demographic but um the uh baroness von sketch show hmm. like there are so many sketches in that show because they don't just do like comedy for 40 year old women. Yeah. Like they do a lot of like local stuff. There's one sketch. I think I might've talked about it on the show about these two people who've moved to moved Hamilton. To Hamilton yeah. And I felt so like when they like try and kidnap their friend to come to Hamilton, <laughs> I was like, that's it. That's the only problem with, ha- with Hamilton is that none of my friends are here. Um, so that kind of, or knowing they'll like mention something or they'll be a bit and I'll be like, yeah, that's like this thing I know of that kind of makes me feel like, cause like, we don't really have any other Toronto based shows, right? Not to, not to that extent. No. no. Occasionally, uh, there'd be something in like do, do South 
that, I'd be like, oh, it's like a Toronto thing or or a Canada thing. And I mean, that's always kind of, I mean, this is now, I'm ballooning this into like a totally larger topic now <laughs> that we probably don't have time to really get into. But I've always said that for the like, you know, despite being, you know, a white male who is represented everywhere. Yeah. I've never, like, I understand that that's the truth, mm-hmm. but I've never really felt it because despite culture being filled with white people, like, yeah, you see, like California, they, they, they happen, New York. Yes. But also kind of like they happen so rarely that, you know, this is a terrible example, but like when something like, you know, the Joy Luck Club right. or, you know, Crooklyn, like the old Spike Lee joint or... What was the one that came out this year with Aquafina? Crazy, just... crazy Rich Asians or the or Goodbye? Cra- the, the, farewell? The, farewell, the Farewell? The Farewell. Or like The Farewell or things like that. Yes, they happen very rarely, but they speak to a real specificity of experience right. that quote-unquote minorities have that they can immediately connect to that I've never really felt. Right. Like, I can go to Chinatown with a Chinese friend and just like, she doesn't personally know anyone there. Right. But just kind of like that nod of understanding. Mm-hmm. Like, they're... I see white people everywhere I go, but I don't have that. You know, right. I can't walk into anywhere that's filled with white people and be like, hey, what's up? We're all white. It's great. We like, did that because we homogenized ourselves. Yeah. yeah. We're so, you know, this is a clumsy way of saying, like, despite being, quote, represented yeah. in all media, mm-hmm. I've never really felt the connection that maybe someone watching The Farewell for the first time was going to feel mm-hmm. and never understood why that would matter, frankly, until I saw this hustle joke yeah. <laughs> in Detroiters. <laughs> So it's it's a for someone who grew up down there, it's a real weird sort of and gratifying thing to see. And I'm I'm pleased that you were able to find some humor in it, despite. Yes, I, I could, <laughs> but I I have a couple things to say. Hmm. So besides besides loving a lot of it, there were some definite awkward part. We know how I am with awkward moments. Oh yes, awkward comedy that. I was like, oh, God, no, just... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm discomfort. Please, please get past this. Then there are some awkward part of the comedy setup. Not all of it, but definitely there are huge chunks of it that are about an awkward situation unfolding. Mm. And then there are some surprising, surprising things. Like, they're in the first episode, they have their um, s- filmmaker student make this commercial for, <laughs> right. for the, the... The Hot Tub King hot, of Detroit. Yeah. And it goes really badly, but it actually, like, say, ends up saving his marriage. Woman on a top. top. Um, and it was actually a really great scene. It was fantastic. Um, and uh, so that's great, but there are definitely some awkward things. So that takes away a bit from it. Mm. The second thing is, are, because I know you did get news from Detroit... Is Detroit news always that fucking crazy? Or have they just, like, really, like... And in this case, uh, this is one case where a murder was good or like, like, like a homicide was, or it's never been that crazy. There's stories about murders every night. Like, yeah, I just like, they're just like some, like you always get like the, the very end bit before they show the commercial and it's always just something insane. The ghost of a pedophile was found on the site of the old Boblo Island amusement park, but it was a woman and a surprising twist. <laughs> the ghost was a woman. woman. Yeah. Just like weird stuff is it weird or is it just i think windsor news is probably weirder than oh okay all right i think i yeah definitely one time i was home the last day i was home there was a front page story about like come back with my leg like somebody stole like somebody's prosthetic leg out of a window like see this is the the things i like to see (laughs) (laughs) this is the news i wish i could have all the time it's the future liberals 
Um, anyways, okay. All right. Good to know. I was just, I had to ask you because they had all these clips and I didn't know if they were just being silly or if like it could get that weird. They're most, they're mostly being silly, but okay. it definitely, it gets weird. So with all of that, mm. I would say it's definitely an eight and a half out of 10 kick punches. We will take it. Yeah. Um, and maybe if I watch some more, we can talk more about Tim's weird face. <laughs> Like what? What's his name? Paints it on the side of the van. Oh, you got my little corn cob mouth and my <laughs> my yellow gray skin. And my double chin. You made sure to get my double <laughs> chin. And he's so happy. So happy. Tommy's so happy with his work. Yeah. And Sam's like, oh, you got my pink lips. <laughs> and your blue eyes. Yeah. Yeah. You sure did. <laughs> Good, great job, Tommy. And just the gray raccoon bags under his eyes. <laughs> there's, uh, there's an episode later, like, <laughs> they keep the van and there's an episode where they, they're with a client. <laughs> and they're giving her a ride home and they open the back doors. There's no seats back there. <laughs> and Sam's just like, here, Kathy, just hold on to the rope. Maybe it won't bounce around so much back there. <laughs> uh, see? Good times. Good times. Well, that's on Crave if you're in Canada and wherever Comedy Central stuff lives, if you're anywhere else in the world. And friends, that was a relatively light and tight episode. Yeah, it was good. I think we'll uh, I think we'll take a pause here and uh, wrap it up for this week. So thank you for joining us. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions, get at us on the old Twitter machine. Get above Twitter. And we will take them under advisement. Uh, we are double banking next week. One of the things we will be watching is we will finally... Give some shine to the uh, Harley Quinn cartoon, which We're very excited I'm basically about. just giving Caitlin an excuse to watch because she hasn't <laughs> checked it out yet. I need a purpose <laughs> or else it's just going to float off. <laughs> float like like so much detritus in the wind. Um, and we haven't decided what the other thing will be. Maybe some anime, maybe something else. Um, I don't think there are any other show business updates really to get so. to. No. Um, so yeah, I guess we will take our pause here, friends. Thank you so much for listening as you do every week. Truly. It means the world to us. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. The theme song is by Rob Gasser, and we hope you'll join us next week for another fabulous adventure with Jordan Kate on the Geek Down Podcast. Yeah. Tim Robinson, who is the white guy on the show, <laughs> as the grudge escapes Blah. me, <laughs> as Juwan crawls out of my throat. Um, <laughs>